We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that we are recording this podcast on in Los Angeles, the Keech, Shumash, and Tongva people, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. Salad or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kind of gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. The mountain is you, baby. The mountain is me. What is that? Well, what does it mean to you? What does it mean to you if I say the mountain is you? I immediately think uh, that's sort of egoic because I just feel like the mountain is the mountain. Uh, And then it makes me think of Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Uh, If the mountain should tumble into the sea, let it be. It ain't me. Uh. But the mountain, I don't know. I'm so... uh, I feel like nature is so amazing that okay. I don't like to claim it. And you don't want any symbols. We're having no symbols okay, of like nature. Symbols. If I, I say like the mountain is you, you're assuming I literally mean the mountain is you. I just feel like you're taking something away from nature. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, I know what you mean now. This is why you've struggled with like literalism and yes. gullibility a little bit in your life. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Okay. The mountain is me, just solid, observant, centered, unmoving wise just there very interesting very interesting well i only bring it up because i'm i've entered another self-help era (laughs) where i'm like i'm working on myself and i'm like i jumped on i was walking the dogs the other day of the dog because fair is still recovering from her broken foot i was walking cooper and i was like i need to listen to like something inspiring that's going to help me like understand myself at a new level and i opened apple books and i saw for sale a book called the mountain is you self-mastery and I downloaded it and I've listened to it. And yeah, um, I love that. I love the meditation thing, feeling like a mountain, just just sitting there. That that feels very uh that feels like comforting and and like giving a lot of strength. No, but it's totally means something totally different. Oh. It means conquering the mountain. Climbing the mountain. Okay. The mountain is you that you have to climb. Oh, got it. You know, Miley Cyrus, the climb. It's Got the it. client. So, so the mountain is the thing you have to conquer is yourself. Of course. What do you think about that? I think it's, of course, it's true. So you're down with that symbology, that I allegory? I like that. Yeah you, yeah, you only have your own mentality. I know. Isn't it funny how you go in and out of phases of, like, I've gone through phases of being repelled by anything vaguely self-improvement. Well, it's the the aesthetic you know? of the of the book covers. The yes. covers. We have a friend in the in the um, wellness community, and she's super like so stylish that mm. she was wearing Daphne Javich, uh, uh doing well. She was wearing a puffer jacket in a picture mm. and everyone was like, "Where'd you get the jacket? Where'd you?" Get the-? She can't get away from being a style icon, so she was like giving self improvement, you know, classes or whatever. I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. But meanwhile, she's like, by the way, the jacket I got at this place, because people won't let up on her style. They want the style tips. But there have been many very stylish and iconic gurus. Of course. I mean, if you look at like even like the bad ones. It's, I'm just talking about book covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Book but I'm, covers. But, but I'm saying you can be- jacket. Yeah, that, no, that's true. But you can be a self-improvement the font. fiend. And just look like well, we a complete got, fox. Yeah. Like we, Osho was a stylish Oh, my dude, God. We got into you know? it for the bells and whistles. Yeah, yeah. Love the aesthetic. Love the aesthetic. And the yeah. community. But it's like, I know, that's why I'm always baffled with 
Um, like, wait, what's the one that was in the, uh, Albany, near Albany, where my uncle- Oh, un- Nexium. Yeah, exactly where my uncle lived. Yeah. That Not is- known for its aesthetic. Not my look. Cult, no. Can't do it. But you know, interesting you brought that up. Today, our episode of A Little Bit Culty came out. The podcast with Nippy and Sarah. Oh. So, so there are two members of, they were ex-members of Nexium. And they now do a pod called A Little Bit Culty, and they interviewed us. And um, should I read you the blurb? The blurb's actually yeah. really good. Yeah, if you don't know about this, uh, we had friends in Nexium. They called me a few times before they got out, getting me, trying to get me to go to an acting class upstate. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to. Acting classes are already culty. You put them in an actual <laughs> cult, and that is oh, like, it is pinnacle double, cultness. Double downing. But I thought this was cool. This is, um, we're chatting to Ioni Sky and Ben Lee, married podcasters that you may know from their hilarious Weirder Together podcast. Or maybe you know him as the prolific singer-songwriter, or her as the high school of your John Hughes teen cinema dreams. Or maybe you were in a cult with them at some point. <laughs> it's not statistically improbable because they've been in a few culty situations, from chasing Qigong to following gurus to slinging doTERRA essential oils. Heads up, this isn't our regular format. It's more of a rom-com than the stuff of true crime. But these two are thoughtful and funny as hell on the subject of loving people through and out of cults. And we're always interested in hearing from people who've dabbled and ducked out before things get too fucky. I like the use of that word, fucky. fucky. Even, uh, it was an unexpected... That really came out of left field, the use of the word fucky, but I kind of liked it. Though. I mean... Uh, lots of cultiverse yeah. Easter eggs in this one, from David Lynch to QAnon, Theranos to Sean Penn, Rick Rubin to Ruby Tuesdays. Just kidding about the last one. Anyway, but um, I thought that was kind of a cool blurb. That is cool, And yeah. it is true. We do try and bring a bit of a rom-com uh, energy to our cult-like ex- to our explorations of other cults we've been in and whatnot. Yes, we do. We give it Not some- Not too heavy. No, no, it's fun. It's sexy. We got out um, <laughs> and, and laughing, and you learn to. You have to laugh about this stuff. The stupidity of. But youth. there is speaking of podcasts in yeah. within a podcast. There's one, and I can't remember who's that. Great, he's in so many podcasts. He's this Paul um, Shear. Gay man, and no. he's bright, super smart, and he breaks things down. Oh, the the guy from um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's got the kind of high voice. Right. And yeah, he, yeah, yeah. so there's one that he and this other Is woman Is he on do. like you're wrong about or something? Yes. Okay, and yeah. he and someone else do something where they, oh, a man, he and this other man, yeah. <clears throat> they break apart um, uh, self-help books throughout from, you know, The Alchemist to what was the one that we read about making money from the 50s? Someone wrote. Oh, yeah. I mean, Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, all of Classic. those. That's and, actually a really good book, yeah. But they break it <laughs> yeah. down and they're, but they're honest. They're like, this part, I'm with it until this part. And then it goes crazy. So yeah. I'm kind of still in my cynical phase. Yeah. So I, I yeah. feel like you were trying to share with me one, yeah, a, yeah, a self-help yeah. business one. And it, and it just went to the kind of crazy part and you were like, oh, it wasn't like this before, I well, promise. Well, I think the truth of the matter is like there are just times when those things are there when you need them. Of and course. there are times when I think at the moment because I'm like working on stretching in certain areas of my life, I just feel like I need a little extra buffering or a little oh, no, extra support. Oh, no, no judgment. You know? I it's mean, okay. some, sometimes there's you get a lot of what you need and it's sort of beautiful, just sort of happens you know, you read something and it's not even a self-help book and you're like, wow, that really resonates or whatever. But I hear you. It's it's very good to learn. I yeah. want to get back to being teachable. Are we going to go to couples therapy? We sort of brought it up yesterday. Oh, yeah. It's like, not, not that there's some big problem, but just as like almost like as a 
preventative exercise measure of like we've been together 15 years yeah, should I, we be going to I, couples I therapy want, well i don't know about should but i would love i w- my dream the same as i like would would love to have magically caesar what who's the dog caesar sh- the dog caesar was, milan yeah like i want the <laughs> cream of the crop like the, okay. the couples therapy therapist from couples therapy the tv show <laughs> to like for some reason we magically had that therapist you would like the community but, support of your parasocial reality tv but we, relationships but we yeah. don't the universe is she never i'd like to get my crystals from pratt daddy exactly but yeah. the, the but no but the but the yes sure I'll, whatever i'm not putting down <laughs> pratt daddy um no i'm saying that i'd love it to be in a world where there wasn't even a show but it's that good mm. i've had high and good therapists in my life but I'm feeling so cheap now. And also, yeah, yeah. if you find a good one at our age, when you're young, you're so like open. And uh, you're, anyone will do. Anyone in a way. will do. Like, and you'll we, take advice from anybody when you're young. And too. we, yeah. you and I had some, we happened to, I do believe we had some heavy duty, proper therapists in our lives, whatever yeah. that means. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, I've had them old school, whether they really help or not, the old school New York fancy schmancy ones and the ones out here. But yeah, I just, I'm che- I feel cheap. I don't want to pay so for it. So are we going to delve back into, are we going to be seeing little, you know, African figurines with erections? I would love that. Those offices with all the Danish um <laughs> A little, a little Indonesian batik furni- tapestry on the exactly. wall. Yeah. I um, love when we were both seeing our, our therapist and you were lying down in yours. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wait, you're lying down? I don't lie down. And you said, well, you can. So the next time I, I was so afraid to ask her, can I lie down on the, of course, it's like not herringbone, but that rough wool, like mid, mid-century mid modern, you know, again, in the Danish community of that kind <laughs> of like fancy. But did you bring up your competitive feelings about my therapy in your therapy? Probably, or probably she did if she was any good. Yeah, she was like, what do you, you just, you want to lie down just because your husband's lying down? I am so competitive with did you. Did you enjoy the lying down though? Why or did am I you... competitive with you? Yeah, I liked the lying down a lot. Hmm. And it gave me a different view. I was normally sitting kind of watching her. And I love when therapists tell you what they're doing because you're in such a vulnerable state. Like mm-hmm. once in a while she would turn, get her tea or something. She would say, I'm just turning to get my tea. Right, like a masseuse when they like touch your foot. Yeah, because you don't yeah. want to think I'm talking here and you're moving around. You don't care about me. But I had now a view of the outside. This oh. was in Beverly Hills, a kind of like alley view of a alleyway mm. anyway not that was but but i'm just saying game changer game changer yeah. whatever you're looking at <laughs> but yeah i i'm so why am i competitive with you it's so funny i i think a lot of it comes back to your co- competitiveness with your brother yeah i'm sort of have become a stand-in for you squabbling over who was gonna get yes you know the morsels of yeah. Love being do- doled out by inevitably a single parent you were raised by. Yeah. It's tricky. There's not a lot of them to go around. No. I don't want to say morsels. I just mean yeah. it's limited. You well, know yeah, what I mean? sure. And it's also, it's a man's world in a sense. Mm. And my brother was an older boy who was outgoing. And I do, I, I, there's a picture of, my, of us, my brother and I. That's the right grammar, right? Mm-hmm. In Disneyland, and you know when you see an old picture and then you have the memory of it? And Mm. I remember he has a bag of popcorn 
And I remembered from the picture, I was sort of almost pre-verbal and I wanted that popcorn and he was bopping around with the popcorn and I could, couldn't could say, you know, mom, I want that popcorn. And I was just sort of moaning and mm. whining. So that's why I'm a whiner these days. <laughs> but I think, it, yeah, having somebody who I think is just getting there first. Yeah, I just think it'd be good for us to probably, I mean, I think in the best case scenario, Couples therapy probably helps you address things before they become fights. Because I think it'd be yeah. fun in person. Yeah, right. Totally. Oh, and it's yeah. funny when we are when we have done a little bit of therapy together, we sort of have a fight in it. Like we have done a, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We use the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to try and deplatform each other within our marriage. I had a great one when David and I were learning how to co-parent mm. and he was really funny and good. Um, yeah. I wonder how we find him. Me and Claire had a couples therapist, but it was like the, the it was almost like the death doula, like the person who comes. That's the right. same, same thing with like, sure. like often these experiences, I think the reason it's scary to go into couples therapy is it feels like one of the scenarios people do is they use it as they're easing their way out into the destruction well, of the relationship. Once, once yeah. you start, it's the end. But you know, it's not always. My mother and my stepdad had couples therapy, but that was years ago, and they're mm. still together. Yeah, true, 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 yeah. true. And we were we had um, brunch yesterday with our old friend Sam Spiegel and his wife Aya and their little baby X, well toddler. X. Yeah. And um, they were saying they they love it and we should do it. So yeah, that was just, good to catch up with those I'm, guys. I'm all in. Like, I just, I the logistics, like where, I wanted to land in my lap. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. where. And I'm with all the, philo not philosophy today, what is it called? Psychology today. Yeah, yeah. And all of those things, I have yet to have like a good experience. I know. Sure I want to hear this. There's a lot of, both our kids have very staunch, and this is the only podcast you will hear people not endorsing better help or better health or whatever it's called. So I don't know about it, but both the girls have said, don't do that. It's Probably they Why? see on TikTok. Okay. There's TikToks about and it, it. And it might, I'm sure it's- They said it's like college students just sitting in their cars, basically like almost like phone sex. I think like that just, that's it. They saw a TikTok about it, but right. I, and, and it- Allegedly, and, allegedly. I don't yeah. want to get sued by better help. I mean, we can just yeah. interview a few people and yeah. see and, you know. Totally. Um, yeah, I was thinking a lot about seeing those guys yesterday and Sam has just recovered from, you know, he's we became friends when we were both kids in the music industry, you know, like late teens or whatever. And he's recovering from a bike accident and raising his end of life. We were talking about um, risk tolerance and how when you're younger, whether it's physical or emotional about how you start weighing up your risks that you're willing to take as you get older. Physically? And emotionally sure, and yeah. creatively. Yeah. That like I I love taking creative risks, but I want to take them selectively more as I get older. Like I want to be I just um I'm not willing to like willy-nilly throw a ton of energy into things that don't feel like appropriate. You know what I mean? Well, it's nice. Yeah. When you get older, you kind of know more. And so you can, and also have a gut feeling. So mm. you can kind of suss things out. Like when you're young, you don't, you know, it's with jobs or working with people. Like when you're young, you sort of don't, you go on different instincts. Totally. And it's also like, you're just filling up. It feels like when you're young, 
you have to sort of fill up your time. You have to do things. You have to make some choices. Um, I don't know. I guess you're just not patient for life to unfold too. So you end up just, I don't know, setting off on a lot of adventures with very little information. Yeah. But, but I also be- uh, didn't have it. I mean, I had, a, I guess everything's an adventure, even if it seems like it's the lazy choice. It's an adventure. So what you were saying, you didn't have I mean, I did a lot of, I did a lot of jobs and a lot of things that required just, well, when you're young, you're like long plane flight. Great. Like you don't care about, you know, the pain in the ass of things Yeah. or yeah, I'll be in this town for this many months and just meet people like now, you know, now you're like, oh, I don't want to be away from my bed and this and that. So I wasn't lazy, but there were also choices I made that weren't seemingly ambitious. I know you're working through so much. I mean, you're doing like your own therapy writing this book, I think. Yeah, for sure. You're confronting so many. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying there are some choices that feel like they were avoidant choices. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I guess if you're a workaholic, that's avoiding something else too. Yeah, there's no way to know. I mean, that's the thing about blind spots is you're blind to them. That's what we were, what were we watching the other night where someone was accusing someone else of having a blind spot. Love person, Island? Yeah, Love Island Australia, the new season. Uh-huh. And the, This that, is where I get my- yeah, um, It's therapy. You get some therapy. Or just my, my like sort of, my sort of wise, like putting things together. Yeah. Instead of reading a book about business, which I think is good. I sort of watch things and it and if it sort of stays with me, I think, why is this staying with me? It's a I've symbol. always had that with reality TV. I always thought reality TV is one of the best psychological, like the places to project your psychological issues onto. And I think sure. the reason I think people get confused is I'm not saying that everything that happens is totally authentic right. or non-manipulated or something, but in terms of the way we use art and entertainment to figure out how we feel about things, yes. watch an episode of Love Island with somebody and their values become well, clear. Well, it's like group, when I went to group therapy because you're watching other people and you're learning about the similarities and you're like, wow, they're, they, they had that sort of similar scenario and this is what they're doing. And you can kind of see yourself by watching them. <clears throat> but- High art and symbolism, and you know, you also love high art sure. and great writers and great film and all of this stuff. That penetrates in a different way. But high art, I think, almost teaches you how to live. Like I've always felt like great art, it's 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 so profound that you you come out of it. I don't know. I guess like knowing how to live more effectively. Who, who comes to mind when you think of high art? Um, for me, I immediately always think Fellini for some reason. Yeah, I was, I, it's funny. I think of like Tree of Life, Kubrick, Interiors, Woody Allen, um, The Lonely Guy, Steve Martin. Like I think of pieces yeah. like that, that I come out of them all more connected to myself. Yeah. Like it's and almost a different like, part of yourself. Yeah, like my values and my conflicts become like they just become like really clear to me. Whereas with reality TV, it's like I see my issues. 
Right. Do you know what I mean? It's like I see my, it's like one I see the villain side of myself. Sure. One, and all. <laughs> one transforms you in a sort of, un- yes. no, you can't Reality even- TV doesn't transform you, but it points the finger at you. Right. And then that's the first stage. Say you're doing a, a journey, a psychedelic journey is seeing something. Yeah. And then the transformation is yeah. another part. Together, together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We had a f- nice moment. I don't Did you register it where we stopped, where we were walking yesterday with Sam and Aya and X and we stopped outside Beauty Bar and we were hanging out there for a few minutes on Coenga? I just we remember just being chatting. outside the bourbon room and it was open at 12 in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, what's happening? No, in- we had a moment, me and Sam were having a moment of nostalgia of Aww. standing outside Beauty Bar on Coenga. Is that shoes? What was the- Star Shoes was around the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Star Shoes was our very first- um, intergenerational conversation you could say conflict <laughs> conflict that was when i was like a cougar just being like yeah star shoes and i just was like i i had a child already and i was like i have not been into a club in a long time but it was fun i remember steve aoki called kuenga at that point the kuenga boogie oh god it had like three or four clubs there was now star there's shoes melrose or- hill yeah, we got to go to Melrose Hill. The Kwanga Boogie. The That's Kwanga Boogie. Fun. That was pretty cool. Wait, that was so a pretty the, cool name. So, so you went to... Um, well, Beauty Bar was like every Wednesday night, and, I think and it was. And what was that? You picking up chicks. Oh, and, yeah. And just dancing and drinking. And what was the and, music? Well, that was the era. I mean, that was the year that like, I always say like, Hey Ya and Float On came out. Oh, yeah. And those were the two songs that kind of sat outside... Um, the the genres that things had been divided into yeah. up to that point, like kids that like rap like them, kids that like indie, indie rock yeah. like them, pop. It was like everyone wanted crossover, to dance to those songs. Crossover. What, um, did you take taxis? It was pre-Uber. Yeah. Yeah, you would take taxis or someone. There'd be like one sober person who yeah. was driving. Yeah. Yeah, but it was... That'd be good to have, like, an AA person who liked to go to clubs. Yeah. And you just... Like Happy Massey. That's yeah. like that type of person. But always, he's a like, New Yorker. Yeah, yeah. Well, Parisian New Yorker. So I don't... He drives, but yeah, that would be, like, a good way to use a friend. Just, like, you're sober, but you want to go to clubs. So a can you... A good way tr- to be a predator, too, yeah. probably, wouldn't it? But then who would want to drive you? Anyway, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to have that. Let's not get into the logistics. Mm. Um, we also had a fun... We had a little dinner... With Nomi Fry and Vanessa, Vanessa Davis, Vanessa Davis, a great cartoonist. How good Chateau. is my brain? Wow, that was amazing. I'm, I'm very, I'm very. I have impressed. a photo. I'm actually double checking it because I don't fully trust me. your brain, but you're but I, right. I, I, yeah. a, I, sort, I kind of have a photo for someone who is the worst speller, wor- terrible at math. Yeah. I do think there's a, a flip side to me that has that Warren Beatty thing. He is a photogenic, yeah. not to be confused. He's also photographic. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Photographic. No, no, no. <laughs> he's photogenic, but he has a photographic memory, yes. which means yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you can you see numbers in a certain way. Yes, where it's as if you're seeing it. You right see them visually. In, you're not remembering the information exactly, right? yeah, and yeah. you can recall it in a certain yeah. way. For example, he knew my mother's number from when she lived in the Bronx in the fifties. He totally. could still tell you that number. Yeah. Anyway, so I did that with Vanessa Davis. Vanessa Davis, yeah, and it was really nice, and it was good. The we were talking about the chateau and. I mean, it's some, when did you first go to Chateau Marmont? Do you I remember the very went, first time you went? I probably went in the 80s, and I don't really remember. I, I kind of started started to remember. It was like pre-acting, though? Did you go there before? Prob- it's funny because the early 80s, it was not a thing. I guess Keanu Reeves lived there at one point. I remember that. Always his motorcycle out there. Post River's Edge though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just post, post yeah. River's Edge, a couple yeah. years post River's Edge. And it was yeah, it was pre-Andre Bellage, just very kind of cool and it had the lore, but yeah. no one was like gagging for the lore. Like it's funny today people gag for lore. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. the Canyon Country Store, the Chateau, New York. Like New York, I do not, and I'm trying to refuse to believe it's a backdrop for dinner. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you can afford fancy dinners, you're just going because you like the way it looks. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. everything's becoming a nostalgia if you can afford to go to an, you have an office yeah. and have people come and have a meeting in person in an office. It's like, it's become like this nostalgia thing that people well, it's are- also It's also interesting because the nostalgia has been sort of exacerbated by everything has been polished up from the past. So like hotels like Chateau and Hollywood Roosevelt and the Gramercy Park Hotel, like these sort of legendary old, and the Hyatt on Sunset, even in the 90s, they were bummy. Yeah. And that was kind of the thing that I, I remember you'd hear about these hotels. I remember hearing about the Chateau and the first time I went there, Evan Dando was staying there. And I think I went there with Evan and Winona and Claire or something. We drove on and went up to his room and I was just like, it seemed dusty. You do not want to spend the night there. The hotel seemed like, it just seemed like Still. everything was moldy and all, but now it's all been like- It's judged up. Yeah, Probably. Been, I mean, not that long ago, I had a mother-daughter night there with Kate mm-hmm. Neto, my daughter, and it was, uh, it sounds very like Kardashian fancy schmancy, and it kind of was, but I, she, we, I shared her with her father, so this was a special thing yeah. I was doing. But it was it's like I don't know, it's still maybe the rooms up, not the rooms around the swimming pool, the bungalows, yeah. but the rooms up where you have your separate drive and you come in. Those are oh, the bungalows. The proper yeah. bungalows yeah, yeah, yeah. that are newer. Yeah. That probably because they're newer construction. There is something about a nineteen twenties building. But if, I kind of like early, is it earlier? I, I, I sort of like those aspects of because everything has become so much more gentrified, those funny little things like Casa Vega being the same as yes. it was. No, and like, I love and it. And Musso and Franks. And, you I know, just those mean places the in whole, LA, spending the whole night there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's fun. Like, Sofia Coppola. There's so many fun parties in the in the penthouse. And you'd spend, you'd be lounging on the beds up until the wee hours. But then mm. you'd end up back in your own bed at Eating some point. all potatoes at Tara Subkoff's 40th birthday or 35th or whatever that was. In oh. in solidarity with the 90 or 80% of people around the world only living on potatoes. That yeah. is an only in LA birthday party at the and Chateau. it's only Tara Subkoff yeah, 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 yeah. themed conceptual birthday party. genius conceptual and also like blasphemous but also yeah, yeah, making yeah. a point yeah the chateau is so what i'm saying is i feel now it's got a new vibe going and it feels like touristy like 
not like it kind of feels like people want to go because of the lore, which is great, but it's sort of um they sort of always did. I just think it's the eras that they're referencing now. I think a lot of people are seeing the heyday of like the chateau as the Lindsay Lohan Paris Hilton era, whereas like in the nineties it was people there because of like Graham Parsons and Marlon Brando and, and then John Brando, Belushi. And, they might know. have been there because of the earlier, yeah, yeah, exactly. like the, yeah. the sort of 30s, 40s. We came home. Um, Georgia Mack had been hanging out with Goldie and we got to watch her video. She's the star of the new Vacations video, which was amazing. We got to see her acting debut. I loved it. Which was pretty cool. She yeah. plays a therapist and sort of like almost like sides of herself, right? It was like sides of the psyche or something. Yeah, I thought it was really effective. It was really, really good. And, um, and yeah, oh, the other cool thing that I went, did you notice, um, you know, Goldie made this purchase on Depop from Tupor, you know, mm. the artist Tupor? Yeah. Said he likes crazy girls, but I get crazy. Um, I know that and, only because of Goldie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I she's, like it. She said, I love, I wish when I was growing up, like, rock stars and stuff and indie rockers I loved had their own little shops and you could buy their stuff on the internet, I would have been scooping up that stuff. I know. Now, I mean, now I keep looking at T-shirts that famous musicians wear. I'm sure other people have done that. Oh, yeah, but you're just talking about replicas. I'm talking about people selling their shit. That's good. I mean, isn't that fun? Like yeah. Chloe Sevigny did one recently, like a sale of her old clothes. Who like, would you have bought I love that from? stuff. Um, well, I mean, my body frame now is different to what yeah. it was, you know. You could have worn Kurt Cobain. I would have worn some, yeah, real skinny rockers. Flannel. I don't know, find me like, you know, yeah, Stephen Malkmus's flannel shirt, ripped T-shirts, all those kind of things, sweated through Fugazi live performance shirts. I mean, I'm, oh. I'm the target market for that. Sweaty ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what about the leather pants? I feel like there was one tour that Nigel Mogg, oh no, or somebody didn't change their pants the whole tour and okay. I, wouldn't, I would not wear yeah, them. Yeah, Alex from Phantom Planet, when I toured with Phantom Planet, wore the same t-shirt and he sweated like thoroughly through it every night. He's a, he's eccentric. I mean, we've you've got to know oh, him yeah. a little bit now. Like, I love as, him. He's much more mature and settled down. He went through a phase of wearing the same t-shirt and eating MSG with a spoon out of a tub that was like his snack on the whole tour. Uh, MSG got a bad rap, apparently. I wonder if that made him sweatier, too, because I'm thinking about the it times I've salt. had MSG and it makes you kind of like- Yeah, um, there was some bad press around MSG at one point, and apparently it's not as bad as people thought. But yeah, I at Run DMC, I think on tour, they would do they would leave their clothes and buy new T-shirts and underwear or something every location. What my grandmother accused me of. Yeah. yeah, I remember she was like, "You don't." She's like, "You don't keep your clothes. You you just take a jacket off when you're finished. You leave it in the hotel." I was like, "Not on purpose." You did that once. I did it once, and I should never have told oh, Nana that generation. She never let me. But live you it know down. what? We do need to take better care of our things. Still, yeah, that's true. But I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. That's something for therapy. Respect, Nana. I'm, I'm still. I still have a chance to live up to your dreams, your hopes yeah, and dreams. Yeah, and me. I I want to start doing that myself. Do you think we could begin with taking better care of that Doritos Cool Ranch Snuggie that I was wearing I already, last night? Because <laughs> I really don't like hoarding. I don't like, I like having my beautiful objects I've had for 30 years or whatever, the ones that I just, I love and I keep them. And like David Netto over the years, bless, nice bless, objects. bless nice him. Objects. He's given me some beautiful um, furniture and things. I believe in keeping them 
well for years and years. But when there's something that needs throwing away, I already so for so. Goldie's friend spent the night. She came with a polyester, not even like that soft. I don't know if that's polyester. That is like a, a chemical, like it's approximation of polyester. Yeah, it's like, like you know those uh, that whole new phase. It's of like that, a bootleg of a bootleg. Yeah, what is the fuzzy stuff that they're blankets out of now? It's literally just asbestos. No, but what's the thing? It's called plush. Oh, okay, yeah. So that stuff, I'm like gross because I'm a snob. But then, of course, you pull it, wrap yourself in a plush thing for a second, Heats and you're you like. Up. Or just it's like, oh, that is soft, yeah. even though it looks tacky to me. This is like not pl- like you're saying. It's not even that plush thing. It's so not- I don't even want to give it to the dog. No, no. So my mind last <laughs> night, I was thinking, how do I- You burn de- it. You just- burn it. You use it as kindling. That's so toxic. It is, yeah. But I'm not a parent. I don't want to also go down the paranoid route of fear of toxicity. But I, d- I was already like, how do I get rid of this without wasting? And who's going to want this? By the way, it's yeah. not even ours. Let's no, give, right. it, yeah, let's give, give it, it back, it back to, to her. Um, so during the week, you said, you know, you've been listening to, you've been dealing with a bout of insomnia. I have to just say, what? I'm yeah. not dissing Georgetta's items no, or no, her no. mother. We they, like your items. We love your items. Yeah. Um, during the week, you've been ha- having a bit of insomnia and yeah. listening to a lot of podcasts. Yes. And you said, we need to plug ourselves better at the end. Oh, yes. Is this the end? Let's do it. Let's plug. Okay. What do you want to plug? How, how would you like to Follow plug? Follow me on Instagram. Okay. What's your handle? Do you know it? <laughs> this is a vital part of okay. plugging. Ioni, actually knowing- Ioni Sky One. No. No, that's Twitter. Okay. So do you know your Instagram handle? Ioni Sky Lee. That's it. Yeah. So follow you, Ioni Sky Lee. Yeah. Follow me, Ben Lee Music. Um, watch all my movies. Okay. Watch <laughs> Say Anything, River, watch Say Anything. River's yeah, okay. Edge, Gas Food Lodging, what about, Zodiac. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you need to plug your entire catalog of films. It's more like just keeping people up Um also, I'm on TikTok, Ben Lee Music. Ioni Sky One TikTok. Yeah, so, and then also um, people can follow Weirder Together on Instagram too, yes. which is Weirder Together. I'm official. not in a painting. I've, <laughs> I don't have a painting series at the moment, but when I do, yeah. you can buy paintings. I love. I love this. You're getting real more serious with the marketing. And, okay. Um, and and also oh, just so yeah, weird, Weirder Together is yeah. our platform, and we yeah. have many podcasts. We put a lot of stuff up on the Weirder Together Instagram that isn't shared on our personal yeah. one. So people should one, follow that. One-off songs, um, podcasts. Yeah, we, some we photos do, from events we've been doing. Yeah, we do really, really cool And anyone that's been uh, events, confused like, about what this is, Weirder Together is, it's our, this is our company. It's like a culture company and we're making podcasts and putting out music and doing all kinds of stuff. So you can follow all of that over on Instagram. But it's all also the name of this podcast. So, right. Weirder you know, together. You're halfway there, baby. Don't have a hard there. time yeah. saying it. It's just weirder together. Yeah, yeah. Don't, just don't. Don't have a hard don't time. Don't have a hard time. Don't and it's, hard time. it's a company. It's like yeah, a, any yeah. any lifestyle branded company with music and art. And events. Yeah. <laughs> no clothes yet. No merch yet. You should have clothes, yeah. But yeah, um, so that's good. And, anyways, and I'm yeah. writing my memoir, but yeah. it's not. That's a little bit of a future. I'm in the, in the, in yeah. the not in the weeds. I'm in the... What am I in? I think you can definitely see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, there's no weeds. I don't know if there have ever been weeds with this. You're in the forest, but you have probably crossed the darkest part. I'm not saying it's not been a lot of good hard work, and I've been so excited because there was a writers and actors strike, as you know, and I had a great deal, and I got this. I got to write every friggin' day. Still, still doing. That was the advice Flea gave me, my my mate. I can say, and he. I said, you know, he said the only the one, not the only advice, but he said, write every day. 
Good advice. And good advice to you, beautiful babies. Wash. Wash yourselves. (laughs) Wash your undercarriage. Wash the high traffic areas and write every day. Beautiful babies, stay clean, stay safe. We love you. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.